What's going on? Woo. Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. It is Monday, 314 Central Time, December 12th, right before Monday Night Football. It is Lucas and Cameron with you hanging out tonight, hanging out with you tonight. I cannot speak. It's been a long <laughs> week already, and we're only uh, eight hours into Monday. <laughs> oh, gotta love it. At Lucas Wenzel, at Cam Law 317 on Twitter. FF fellas, the FF fellas on Instagram, fancy football fellas on TikTok and YouTube, where you should be subbed. Turn on yeah, those notifications. True. New content every single day for you all. Subscribe to the pod as well. Three episodes a week during the season. And if you want unsolicited fantasy football advice, advice, my gosh, I we might need to just start this whole episode <laughs> over. I cannot talk today. Unsolicited fantasy football advice. Head down uh, to our chalkboard. Uh, we got a lot of new things coming out over there too. Yes, so sir. stay tuned. Uh, we're going to got a lot of great content coming out mm-hmm. over on our chalkboard. Um, you can check that out in the link of uh, in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. I am not on my game as I kick <laughs> off this episode. Uh, we got week 14 in the books though. Uh, by the time the listeners get this, we got New England and Arizona playing tonight on Monday Night Football. But uh, let's recap week 14 by starting off with some news and notes from around the league. And let's start with Debo Samuel. He left against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday with what is most likely a high ankle sprain. There is a high probability he misses the rest of the fantasy football season. That sucks. This is brutal. Yeah, I don't know if you saw I don't know if you saw the injury either, uh, but I thought for sure he tore his ACL. Uh, I, like right away and oh, just gross. And it's, I mean, this is the worst, yeah, worst time to lose someone too. I mean, especially if you've like made the playoffs, you're feeling confident. And, you know, Debo hasn't been playing amazing this year, but you were still starting him every single week. And so to lose a starter now, it's tough. And you feel for Debo too, because they're gearing up for the run. Hopefully he's back for their playoff run. But I guess as a Viking fan, hopefully he's. You know, it takes a week or two more to get back, but <laughs> we'll do you see, see uh, what Jerry Rice said after the game? On I on did Instagram? not quit running our key utility players up the middle. I don't think you need to say anything else about Debo because he should no. not be running the ball up the middle. Yeah, you don't really need to run CMC up the middle either. <laughs> no, no, well, <laughs> that's exactly it. At, yeah, that's exactly it. So, just a brutal time to lose Debo. Yep. Um, he was the wide receiver 21 on the season. So again, he's replaceable, but at the same time, irreplaceable because nobody yeah. can do what Debo Samuel does. Nobody has exactly. the upside in, in a range of, of ways to score you points as Debo Samuel does. You could argue yep. Tyree kill. You could, you could debate Amon Ra with the few rushing attempts he gets, but like the, the pure rushing volume, the pure upside that Debo has not many other fancy football players can boast that kind of a, a, no. a toolbox. Jeff Wilson, he left Sunday night football with a hip injury. I mean, those running backs were pretty, the dolphins were abysmal against yeah. Los Angeles to begin with. I mean, that was just a man. That was a tough game. If you're a Miami dolphins fan. Yep. Yeah. That was like, that was one you wanted to see him come out, play really well. You know, chargers are sitting at six and six. There's been a lot of talk going back and forth. You were hoping for something, and they just came out, and the whole team didn't look great. No. So, yeah. No, yeah, that whole Dolphins team just looked lost out there Mm -hmm. on Sunday Night Football. Chargers definitely took advantage of that. Russell Wilson was knocked out of the game yesterday against the Chiefs late in the fourth quarter with a concussion. Finally, I love good. <laughs> no, I, for once, yeah, Russell Wilson was mm-hmm. was looking great. We'll we'll talk about him in a little bit. But can I also say this on Russell Wilson? Can we like, like I I hope the guy gets better soon. Like this is mm-hmm. not to like kick a guy while he's down. Yeah, this is not what what I'm about to say is not. I don't mean for it to come across as that. But can, like, let's not let this concussion like excuse the poor performances of Russell mm-hmm. Wilson this season. Uh, because we had the finger lingering from last year. We had reports of a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. We had a shoulder, right? I believe he was having shoulder issues too at one point yeah. this year. Now we have the concussion, right? Like, like I'm not trying to kick a guy while he's down. Like, 
Russ mm-hmm. is a uh, dude just lives and breathes positivity. Like bless the man's soul for that. But like, I don't want this concussion to be like the, if he sits out the rest of the season, which frankly, if you're Denver, why not? Why not? Like, yeah. I, I know there's reason not to, but like the Broncos have been eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. I just like, he was unfortunately bad before this too. I just don't want that to get mm-hmm. lost in translation either. When we look ahead to next season, um, yep. I, I hope Russ comes back and just gives the middle thing. He would never give the middle fingers to anybody. He's too nice of a guy, but like, I hope he comes back next year and is just like, what's up? I'm back. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like, I, I want the guy to get better. I, I just don't want this to be like a cover up or like another excuse. Yeah. Carson Wentz, he's been activated off the IR. Brock Purdy, he's getting an MRI on his oblique. I didn't even realize this. Didn't he yeah, play I the didn't, whole game yesterday against Tampa? I don't really know what the in, when the injury happened or like I think it's just a precautionary thing because uh, I haven't heard anything else like oh he might be out or something. So yeah, they they just sent out an update saying he's getting an MRI on his oblique. So hopefully it's just an MRI, it's just precautionary, and they you know they move on with it. But that would be tough to lose your third string quarterback. Trade for Zach Wilson at that point. Uh, both, yeah. <laughs> okay, picks two and three in that draft. Both Kenny Pickett and Tyler Huntley. Uh, they left uh, the respective games yesterday with concussions. So you're looking at three quarterbacks right now who are probably going to be out in week 15. Russell Wilson, Kenny Pickett, and Tyler Huntley. Thankfully, for fantasy purpose, none of the, none of them are your likely your yeah. starting quarterbacks. In a super flex league, that might hurt a little bit more, but... Mike White, he was knocked out with a rib injury. He was replaced by Joe Flacco, but then Mike White, because he's an absolute baller, returned to the game. I believe he left in the third quarter, too. I believe he then came back in the fourth quarter because he's an absolute baller. He was rushed to the hospital after the game. I mean, Mike White, stone cold. That, like, you cannot like Mike White. Yeah. This last one pisses me off. Adam Schefter. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> oh. 11-15 yesterday, he was on Fantasy Football Now, and he said, don't be surprised when Tony Jones Jr. gets the start over Travis Homer in Seattle. And I, I was on this early in the week. I was mm-hmm. saying, like, Travis Homer, like, he, w- he wasn't active in week 13. Yeah, uh, and he was limited in practice almost the entire week. I was saying, Tony Jones, he could be the starter this week. I was all over this, and I'm like, Schefter backs me up. Boom, I'm a genius. The man got one carry. <laughs> oh, what? Brutal. I mean, not that either running back was phenomenal yesterday. No, I don't think Travis Homer was any better. I mean, he he got more carries. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But it's not like Travis Homer came out. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, Travis Homer smash play this week if he's a starter against Carolina. Correct yeah, me if I'm wrong. RB 33 with 5.4 points. So yeah. it wasn't <laughs> like it was a huge loss. But... but regardless, for Schefter to come out on fantasy football now and say that Tony Jones, uh, I, I take what Schefter says seriously most of the time. I'm yeah. sorry, man. This one hurts. This one hurts. Maybe, yep. I, I don't want to say stay in your lane because I hate it when NFL analysts tell fantasy analysts to to say stay in your lane, but like, sorry that that hurts that hurts credibility just like mm-hmm. that much when it comes to fantasy at least. Yep. Let's move on to booms and busts of the week. I think that covers all the news. Yeah. If we missed anything, we apologize. But let's move on to week thirteen booms. We'll get to the bust at the tail end of the episode. But let's start. Can we move this first guy to the wide receiver position? Yeah, no joke. <laughs> Jarek McKinnon. Hi. Hello. My goodness. Six rushing attempts, 22 yards. But he had seven receptions for 112 yards on nine targets and two receiving touchdowns. Just crazy. Good for 32.4 fantasy points. Yeah. It, he what didn't do even, you do with this? <laughs> he didn't even get like rushing work till the second half. Like no. his initial line was like six of eight for 80 yards and a touchdown re- yeah. receiving. Like he didn't even run the ball. It was just ridiculous. It was everything out of the backfield and they used him right away. But yeah. So 
like moving forward, like you said, like what what do you do with this backfield now? <laughs> I just feel like I can't trust either to be super consistent, but you want the right one because when they're when you're right, you know, it's paid off pretty well. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it was still Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco yesterday. Yes. It, it there wasn't a Ronald Jones threat. There wasn't a Melvin Gordon threat. No. Nope. It was still Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco, if I'm yes. not mistaken. Yep. So Jarek I like was- that. That's proof in the pudding for me going forward. Like, I don't like Melvin Gordon. Like, I'm okay if you stash Melvin Gordon on the chances they just sat him a week and want him to get familiar with the playbook. Mm. Um, but this this pretty much showed me it, it's Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco going forward, and I still yeah. need Pacheco over McKinnon. Yeah, Pacheco is still running back 15. He had 13 carries for 70 rushing yards. Still had three catches for 23 yards on top of it. So, I mean, he was still really efficient when he ran the ball, 5.4 yards per carry. So, Obviously, this isn't going to happen with McKinnon every single week. You know, you this isn't something you can bank on because it hasn't something hasn't been something that he's repeated ever. Right. So yeah, I, I agree. I'd leave Pacheco moving forward. Christian McCaffrey. No surprise, he's the running back two on the week. Fourteen attempts for 119 yards. That man was crazy efficient. He scored a rushing touchdown. Also caught one yesterday. Yeah. On two receptions catch. for 34 yards. Yeah, great catch. 29.3 fantasy points. He's good. He's great. He's going to carry your team the rest of the season. Yeah. I just, it's, I just look back when everyone's like, oh my gosh, is Christian McCaffrey actually not a great fit in San Francisco? And now, has he had, has he had a top 10 finish since his bye week? Or has he been a top 10 running back since his bye week? I'm pretty sure he has. Since his bye, since he got traded, he's been a top two running back. Well, um, a weekly finish. Sorry. I should weekly, have clarified. Weekly finish. He's, I think he's had one outside the top 10. No. So he had two at 11. Ah, he yes. was he had a top he was second 11 11 and then he was 38 one week and he's been first and second the last two weeks yeah so i mean chris mccaffrey he's just fine i mean and you yeah. look at those games 40 fantasy points 17 17.6 28 29 only one game of less than 17 fantasy points in there yeah it's just just silly to think otherwise that chris mccaffrey wasn't gonna work mm-hmm. he's really good at football miles sanders I mean, the New York Giants, people thought their defense was really good, but when, when Miles Sanders scampers on you for 144 and two tutties, I think it's time to regroup. Yep, and I, I do got to give Michael Sanders props. He's He's been oh, yes. playing really well this season. He's got 5.2 yards per carry. He's uh, fifth in the NFL in rushing yards on only 204 attempts, uh, 11 rushing touchdowns. But, that, I mean, that was the thing coming into. It's all about rushing touchdowns for Miles Sanders because he doesn't get the receiving work. Um, that you want to see and this year he's you know he's breaking into the end zone but you see those weeks I mean he he plays like a Nick Chubb or a Derrick Henry yeah where when he doesn't when he doesn't get in the end zone it's like oh that sucked you know but and he just doesn't have the same volume but he definitely get weeks like this especially when like you were saying play the Giants rough run defense and Philly just dominated them the entire game the entire game and, and that was the thing they got up in a hurry 24-0 yes. I believe the score was at one point yeah. uh, there's no need to give anybody else the ball other than Miles Sanders Mm-hmm. Um. And, and yeah, I realized my comment at the beginning of like, well, when you let Miles Sanders, like that. No, sorry, no, that I, I know you mean. Credit Miles <laughs> Sanders. Yes, but like, I know what you mean. That was my transition into. Yep. Miles Sanders had himself a really nice day yesterday. Yes. Twenty-eight and a half fantasy points. I, if he can give you a multi-touchdown day, like uh, again, I like the comparison to Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb because I don't think we put Miles Sanders in that conversation, but that's what he's becoming because yes. He's no longer this pass catching, or not, not no longer, but he's not getting the same amount of receiving work as he did in his rookie season where he was seeing, mm-hmm. you know, four or five targets a game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, we're not saying he's that caliber of player, but that's just the, yes. you know, the type of player he's becoming, you know. Yes. For fantasy football purposes, yes, that's exactly. the player there he you is. Go. Right. All right. Didn't want we someone to there. be like, oh, we got there. We think that he's Nick Chubb. <laughs> Clip that. The fellas are stupid. <laughs> Austin Eckler was the running back four on the week, 15 attempts for 45 yards. Yikes, only three yards per carry, but it don't matter when you catch eight passes for 59 yards. He also found a rushing touchdown, uh, but 24, 24 and a half fantasy points. He has the ugliest 25 point weeks you've ever seen from a running back, just stat line. I just just plug it. I plug him into lineups and yeah. it's just like, I don't care how you get there. I know you're going to get to 18 though. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I just, he he's one where I, I'm okay watching the Chargers games because mm-hmm. like when he gets involved that much with with eight passes, it's fun to see him go to work. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, 
like I he's one where I just plug in my lineup and I just like I don't want to I don't want to watch the runs. I don't. I don't want to yeah. watch him run the football. <laughs> I'll yep. watch him catch the football all day. But uh, Austin Eckler, he he'll be your top top running back cross the season most likely. Mm. Tony Pollard. I mean, phenomenal day. I mean, this isn't even <laughs> fantasy wise. But like, I'm looking yep. at this stat line. 10 attempts for 42 yards and a touchdown. Four receptions for 20 yards and a score. Yeah. Like 62 all-purpose yards. That's it for Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, great. Don't get me wrong. He, he he's incredible. He's been efficient. Like all respect to Tony Pollard. Again, I am not slandering the guy. But man, he is being so incredibly efficient with his touches. It's yeah. it's phenomenal to see. Um phenomenal to see him both and Zeke functioning in the same offense together. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because he's a free agent at the end of the year of yes. what Dallas does, what teams are willing to pay him, you know, because is he is he a guy who can be on his own, you know, and everyone's like, well, he's had a couple big games. But I do think of like Jarek McKinnon for the Vikings, like McKinnon had some great games by himself when the like Latavius Murray went down when he was behind him and stuff like that. And then they go out on their own, and all of a sudden they're not the same. So it'll be interesting to see what the free agent market is for Tony Pollard if Dallas just scoops him up right away or what, what's going to happen. I just want to say, Tony Pollard, that's not a direct comparison to Jarek McKinnon. They're, no. They're yep. like situational-wise. Yes. A Tony yes. Pollard is – is this week in fantasy won't tell you that. Yep. Um, <laughs> but uh, Tony Pollard is is the far superior running back to, to Jarek McKinnon. Yep. Don't yep. hear what we're not saying. But yes. – when you see a guy who is coexisting in a backfield like this and is mm-hmm. outscoring Ezekiel Elliott in fantasy football this year is a top, I believe he's a top eight running back now on the season. Yep. Seventh. Yeah. Top seven. Uh, it, like you do have to ask the question of like, can Pollard handle a full workload granted in an era where we're starting to see running backs only get 15 to 16 touches every game, unless if yeah. they're Christian McCaffrey, unless if they're Austin Eckler. Unless of their Derrick Henry playing a divisional opponent, yeah. Hey, we'll we'll see. But Tony Pollard, he has been phenomenal in this Dallas offense this year. Derrick Henry, I just brought his name up. He was a running back six on the week thus far, seventeen for one twenty one and one, caught three passes for thirty four yards as well, twenty and a half fantasy points. Uh, when Derrick Henry plays a divisional opponent, he's going. I'm surprised Derrick Henry didn't have a bigger game. I'll be perfectly honest. I think this is because they just got walloped in the second half yeah, by the, the Jaguars' destroyed. passing attack. Because mm-hmm. they got a jump on on Jacksonville early, 14 0. Yeah, and then Jacksonville came back and scored, I believe, 34 unanswered. No, more yeah. less than that. But it, yeah, it I looked ridiculous. at that score and they stormed back in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah, because he was at like 90 yards after the first two drives or something like that. And yeah, it was, just it was run the ball anymore because Jacksonville yeah. just took over. Yep. Yeah, he he hit his prop in a hurry yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, lo- I, I got it at 82 and a half. And I, I'm like, this, this is insane. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's so crazy. So uh, if, if you're uh, if you're on underdog, underdog fantasy, promo code fellas, keep an eye out on Derrick Henry's line going into this next week because uh, he gets yeah. another divisional opponent next week. Or does he get the Chargers next week? I think I Chargers next week, and then it's Jacksonville the week after. There or no, Houston the week after. There it is. Josh Jacobs, running back seven on the week, 27 for 99 in a score. We talked about him. Uh, we did a brief Thursday Night Football recap. We really didn't bring up Josh Jacobs because he's been great all year. Yeah. 27 for 99, though. That's not, not very efficient, but that, yeah, that just goes to show they were playing not to lose in that mm-hmm. game and they unfortunately lost <laughs> yep chuba hubbard okay uh 14 to 74 for a score three for 25 as well 18.9 fantasy points this was supposed to be the the deontay foreman game yeah it was strange foreman just couldn't get it going because i'm um, looking it up right now he still had foreman still had 21 attempts yeah but he only had 74 yards and it didn't score either if I'm no correct. Nope. And and Chuba capitalized on that. He took the score. Yep. yep. J.K. Dobbins. I kind of feel stupid. People were asking me yesterday if they could start J.K. Dobbins, and I said I need to see a game from him first. Uh, now, albeit I I I didn't I did not expect him to top ten his first week back. Yeah. Um. 
granted, partially game script, partially we have no quarterback, so who else are we going to give the football to? Yep. 15 for 120 and a score, 18 fantasy points on the day yesterday for J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, uh, That's a good sign. That's a good sign when he's that efficient and and gives you 18 in his first week back. Yeah, I said I, this a while ago in one of our TikTok. This was like a long time. This was like week six. Mm-hmm. Like I had said way back then, J.K. Dobbins could be a potential league winner because yeah. the schedule good he has schedule. coming up, great, great mm-hmm. schedule coming up. For sure. I don't know if you saw his big 42-yard run. He doesn't look 100%. No, he, he does not. He, he didn't get that burst, but they've just got such a good running attack that he's only going to continue to get healthier this season. Going into next yep. year, he's only going to continue to get healthier. And they've, I mean, they've made Kenyon Drake relevant in games. They've made Mike Day, you know, last year they were making Devonta Freeman relevant in games. Like this is a good enough offense where even if he's not 100%, he's still going to be good rest of the season. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah. And, and when you don't have a Lamar, in your offense, like mm-hmm. John Harbaugh knows how to get his running backs efficient touches. Yes. It, it, it JK Dobbins should, should be fine down the stretch. Like, like you said, he's not a hundred percent. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm still not sure if I want to smash play him next week. Yep. But I mean, he's lineup consideration now. He's like, you have to ask the question every single week. Yep. Wrapping out the top 10 Ezekiel Elliott. Thank you. My start of the mm-hmm. week. Uh, I said he, he was a top 10 play going into this week, and he is currently making my dreams come true. Uh, 15 for 62 and a score. Uh, thanks for scoring there at the end, Zeke. That really yeah. saved my <laughs> really Last saved second. my day. <laughs> Last second game-winning touchdown. Uh, caught three passes for 19 yards as well. 17.1 fantasy points. They can coexist, people. Yep. Zeke Elliott, top 10 running back in five of his past six games now. Let's move on to wide receiver booms of the week. Jerry Judy brought me to the promised land in our dynasty league. <laughs> I made the playoffs. Shout out to Jerry Judy. I mean, I, I Unbelievable. won 169 to 70-something this week. So I, I <laughs> my opponent did not live up to the must-win standards of this game for him. I know, and he's uh, still going to make the playoffs. <laughs> which is which is sad. It's so sad, uh, but I'll, I'll take my playoff spot. Uh, yep. Jerry Judy, eight receptions on nine targets for 73 yards, three scores, 33.3 fantasy points. How sustainable, though? That That's the question moving forward. How sustainable is this performance? <laughs> If if your league has a trade deadline that goes right up to the playoffs, I'm making deals for Jerry Judy right now. <laughs> I'm like I'm going out and I'm trying to sell Jerry Judy if your yep. trade deadline is still open. Uh most most commonly, I think leagues mostly have deadlines that close after week 12 or week 13. Mm. Um I pl- I played in plenty that that go right up to the playoffs. Um and you know, league managers just do their best to manage collusion and stacking teams and whatnot. Uh, I really don't care when the trade deadline ends. Like I have preference, but not enough of one, but yeah, if your trade deadline is still open and you're going to the fantasy playoffs, I'm going to go try and capitalize on Jerry Judy right now. Yeah. He gets at home against Arizona. Then he's in at the Rams and then at KC. So, I mean, he could make stuff happen with that. Obviously, like we said before, Russ has got a concussion, but I mean, this is the first performance even close to this. Like, I don't know how much I'm going to bank on him and Russ have all of a sudden figured it out and are back, you know, that's it. It just and with Courtney like Sutton coming game. back eventually. Yes. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. I, he, he's so freaking good. Ridiculous. He's so good. 11 of 15, 223 yards. No scores, but it don't matter. 33.3 fantasy points as well. Uh, he's insane. He's yeah. really good at football despite a loss. I mean, the Vikings just, their defense was. Okay. I know. Okay. That is so bad. <laughs> If you blame Minnesota's loss on anything other than Ed Donatel's defense yesterday, open up your eyes. Don't blame it on Dalvin Cook. Don't blame it on Kirk Cousins. When you allow a team 31 to 14, if I'm not mistaken, was the score at one point. When you allow the Detroit Lions, no disrespect. Jared Goff, that offense has been playing out of their mind this year. When your defense can't stop an offense worth a lick, 
that's not on Kirk Cousins, who almost completed the comeback. Yeah. Like, that game ended with with Minnesota scoring, I believe, 14 unanswered, if I'm not mistaken. 11 unanswered, 10 unanswered. I can't remember what exactly it was. 10 unanswered. Before the field goal, yeah. Yes, yep. You cannot, Minnesota, that loss is on Ed Donatel's atrocious defense. Yeah, that was rough. Not to take away from Justin Jefferson's great performance. I'm getting sidetracked, but like mm. that needs to be said because yeah. uh, if Tyler were here, he was listening to the Vikings hotline after the game yesterday and how many people were calling in and saying Dalvin Cook is washed. He's trash. Mm-hmm. This Detroit defense is has gotten a lot better against the run. Yeah. So, I'm getting yeah, off it, track. But. No, but to your point, too, like we're looking at Michael Pittman this next week playing the Vikings. Michael Pittman's been, you know, pretty disappointing. Um, you know, some pretty rough weeks in the last couple. If you just watch what happened with this, you know, Detroit offense, you got to be excited. Like Paris Campbell <laughs> almost becomes a like a startable option again um, against this Vikings defense because they're just playing such soft zone. But yeah, it's just, it's, it sucks for Jefferson. You know, they're, we're not talking about with the same excitement, but he sent the franchise record in receiving yards, 223. And he you could tell he took it personal. Like Detroit was talking about, oh, we hold him 14 yards. He took it personal. I think he's a guy that when he has performances like that, like if you look back, oh, two years ago, he didn't do well against whatever team. And if they say anything about it, he does hold it personal. Like next time he plays Trevon Diggs, Trayvon Diggs, I think he's going to have a big week because he's a guy that does take it personal. And it's like, no, I am the best wide receiver out here. This is how I play. And I mean, there's a lot of guys like that. But I, I do think that's kind of the way Jeff, Justin Jefferson is going to be. Seeing the number one wide receiver rest of the season. I mean, oh God. Indy, New York, and Green Bay. Got to think so. I mean, I, I maybe Tyreek. Yeah, I, I mean, it's close. It's close. Yeah. You, you could give me Tyreek Diggs or Jefferson, yep. and I would take one of those three exactly. rest of the season. Uh, this guy, though, he, he could probably be in the conversation. Jamar Chase. Yes. 10 receptions on 15 targets, 119 and one. Six yard rushing attempt, but 28 and a half fantasy points on the day. Uh, T. Higgins left this game. Mm-hmm. So it was all Jamar Chase. And granted, even if T. Higgins was in the game, I still would be led to believe Jamar Chase would have seen 10 plus targets. Yep. He's really good. He is he's really good. He's... Mike Williams. Man, am I glad I brought him back into my lineup this week. Mm-hmm. Six for 116 and a touchdown, 23.6 fantasy points. It is good to see Mike Williams back on the football field. It is. I mean, it, it helped the whole team. Clearly. <laughs> and he's, I mean, this is the what you expect from Mike Williams, what you hope every week. Obviously, we know he's got his ups and downs, but, you know, when he's playing well, when Justin Herbert's looking his way, he scores touchdowns, gets big, big yardage plays. I mean, here he averaged almost 20 yards a catch, so. This is kind of the stat line you should be expecting from Mike Will. And this is the first week that he and Keenan Allen Mm -hmm. have been back on the field fully healthy for an entire game at the same time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And we, I think we just talked about Keenan Allen real quick. He's on at nine, but he had 12 receptions on 14 targets for 92 yards. Well, okay. So he's got his two best guys back and they go 18 targets or 18 receptions on 20 targets for 200 plus yards and a touchdown. Like, yeah, Herbert's going to play a lot better now that these two are back, and he's just going to hyper-target them. 100%. 100% agree. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's also playing with a really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Got targeted 11 times, caught nine of them for 74 in a score, 22.4 fantasy points. I I mean, he's clearly the wide receiver one going forward here. He's so confusing to me because he'll just, like, he'll have a week like this, and you're just like, he's the number one, and then he'll disappear for three weeks, and then he has the, you know, and it's just like, you'd think with Patrick Mahomes, he'd be able to work it out. But so hopefully he can figure it out the rest of the way because he is confusing. Chris Moore. <laughs> What's he doing here? I know. <laughs> 11 targets and caught 10 of them for 124 against this Dallas secondary. Can I, can I say this? If, if you need a game-winning touchdown to beat the Houston Texans, you don't belong in the Super Bowl contender conversation. Them's the mm-hmm. rules. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dallas. <laughs> like I, I can't take you seriously when you let Houston keep pace with you the entire game. Yeah. I mean, my 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 Tony Pollard and, and Ezekiel Elliott prediction from Stardom Saturday came true, but like I also said, they would Thanos snap. Yeah. Houston out of the NFL, and 
and Houston nearly pulled off the upside of the year. Well, they should have. They were on the five yard line, couldn't get in the end zone at the end of the game. Houston was. Ugh. Yes. At any rate, uh, Chris Moore, waiver wire ad. Yeah, I just can't trust anyone from Houston. Who's and even Damian Pierce has been hard to trust. Nah, hundred percent agree <laughs> there. Zay Jones, twelve targets, eight for seventy-seven, and a score of twenty-one point seven fantasy points. He is becoming an awesome spot start. I mean, they've had the matchups mm-hmm. the past like three weeks here. Yep. I mean, he's got to be on your roster at this point. Sixty percent of twelve-man leagues on sleeper. You said yeah, today? he is. Yeah, he's the wide receiver twenty-seven on the year. Yes. Yeah, and he's been playing well. He's had back-to-back top ten finish, or two two of his last three games have been top ten finishes, not back-to-back. Two of the last three games. Yeah, if, if Zay Jones isn't on your roster, he's he's got to be at this point. Mm-hmm. DJ Chark, yeah, he uh, torched the Minnesota secondary six for ninety four and a score twenty one point four fantasy points. Uh, if DJ Chark can do it, Michael Pittman can do it. Paris Campbell yep. can do it. Uh, I'm gonna say Alec Pierce can do it as well. Uh, no disrespect to DJ Chark whatsoever. Um, no. I just previewing next week for Indy and anybody who plays Minnesota rest of the season. Keenan Allen. We talked about him. 12-14 for 92. Marquise Goodwin somehow was the highest scoring Seattle Seahawks wide receiver yesterday despite only seeing six targets and catching five of them for 95 and a score. 20.3 fantasy points. Yeah. I mean, somewhat intriguing, but for the most part, I'm not too interested. No, and it's, I mean, it's crazy too because Lockett had 17 fantasy points and DK had 18 fantasy points. So they were just all super involved, all scored touchdowns. So, I mean, that help, that helps a ton. But yeah, I don't know if I'd be chasing this one for Marquise Goodwin. Uh, I would agree, especially if they do get a DJ Dallas or Ken Walker back. Uh, I, you know what? I might honestly say until Ken Walker gets back, I might yeah. be slightly interested. For sure. And who, we, we just don't know when that will be for sure. Quarterback booms of the week. How about this guy? Trevor Lawrence, quarterback mm-hmm. one overall on the week. I mean, when you throw the ball 42 times, I hope you're probably top 10. I'm guessing unless if your name is Tom Brady and you throw the ball darn near 60 times, you can't even crack the top 10. Uh, Lawrence was was 30 of 42 for 368 and three. Rushed for a touchdown as well, 33.4 fantasy points on the week. Like, nobody's going to talk about Trevor Lawrence. Nobody's going to do it. I know. Nobody's going to do it, but Trevor Lawrence... What is he on the season now? Quarterback. Uh, he's got to be top 10. At this point, he yeah. was 11. Last time we talked about him. He's, yeah, I think he's, he might even be not. No, he's 10 because he's right behind Herbert. Oh, no. Let me pull it up now. No. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, QB8 past Herbert. There he is. We said it at the start of the year, the sleeper quarterback. Everyone's on Tua Tagovailoa, but what if Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence is actually that guy? Uh, yeah, he's becoming that guy. He's only going to get better, mm-hmm. which is kind of scary to say. Jalen Hurts, he was 21 to 31, 217 and two, rushed for 77 yards and a score, 30.4 fantasy points. I, I, he's so, he's just really good at fantasy football. <laughs> yeah. I know. Now he's actually a good NFL quarterback, too, this year. I mean, he's going to be a dominant force for years to come. Russell Wilson. Wow, we don't say we've never said his name nope, in the top ten this year. Not so far this year. <laughs> I I are we, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Twenty three to thirty six, two forty seven, three before exiting with his concussion. Four rushing attempts for fifty seven yards as well. Twenty six point six fantasy points. I mean, when you get down twenty four to zero, I hope you put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands and let him make things happen. Yeah. Jared Goff, my start of the week at quarterback. Quarterback four, 27 to 39 for 330 and three. 26.1 fantasy points. They, Cameron, I know your start of the week was DeAndre Swift at running back, but uh, they found yeah. the formula of what if we just keep throwing the ball because Minnesota can't guard us at all. Yeah. Jared Goff can make five bad throws and they'd probably all just be incompletions because. They'd probably be missed throws. Let's be yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. It was I mean, they never had to run the ball, and neither did the Vikings, though. You look at Kirk no. Kirk's next at number five, 31 of 40, 41 for 425 and two. I mean, when both quarterbacks can combine for seven hundred and fifty yards and five touchdowns, like 
there's not going to be much running in the game. It's no. just, I mean, neither team was even slowed down the pass. No, not at all. And, and, and it was the high scoring game that we all yep. had hoped for coming into this week. Patrick Mahomes, quarterback six, 28 of 42 for 352 and three. So walking 300 yards. I don't yeah. think we need to say much more there. They have three picks, though. Did I skip that? He did have three picks. It's just because it goes three, three, three. And you can't tell where it, <laughs> what it's under. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Three touchdowns, three interceptions, three rushing attempts for negative three yards. Yeah. Yeah, he started off high. He's a quarterback he just, six. He's ridiculous. <laughs> what is Geno he? Smith. <laughs> oh, Go sorry. Mahomes, Mahomes no, is... Five hundred more yards than the next closest quarterback, which is Justin Herbert. Which is the fact that Herbert's at two. We'll get to him in a second. Gina Smith. Uh your start of the week, Cameron. Twenty one to thirty six, mm-hmm. two sixty four and three, two picks, but added three rushing attempts for twenty yards, twenty two point six fantasy points. Just as we predicted, they put the ball in Gino's hands and let him sling it around this week. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy. Quarterback eight, and he went 16 to 21 for 185 and two. Just crazy. <laughs> Added a rushing touchdown in there. Helped get him to 21.7 fantasy points. Josh Allen. I'm just going to move on. I don't want to talk about Brock Purdy. <laughs> I'll be honest. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Josh Allen was 16 to 27. Threw less yards than Brock Purdy. Threw a touchdown. <laughs> But when you rush for 47 yards and a score, that'll boost your numbers up to 20.6 fantasy points. <laughs> he's been, he is like just not been great. No. For the while. And he's been top 10, I think, every single week except for one on the season. Like, it's, you're just like, wow, Josh Allen kind of disappointed me this week. You know, quarterback seven, quarterback nine, quarterback six. You know, it's just like, but he's still, he's still just so good for fantasy. That's why I like, we love Jalen Hurts too coming in the year, right? Jalen Hurts' worst game, he's going to be quarterback nine. Yes, <laughs> just because right. of rushing and stuff like that. So, the, Jalen Hurts and Josh put, Allen have have flipped the script this year on each yes, other. They have. All right, here we go. Justin Herbert finished as a top ten quarterback this week. He's now coming off back to back top ten performances. Impressive win over the Dolphins last night, as we mentioned earlier. Both Mike Will and Keenan Allen back. Is Justin Herbert a top? seven fantasy quarterback the rest of the season i mean first of all can we just put to rest the herbert first to a debate when you can make throws like her i don't herbert i don't care if you call yourself call him a social media quarterback Tua can't make those throws and herbert makes them consistently but if we're going to talk about quarterbacks you got mahomes allen hurts they're top three right you're nobody's debating that and i'd throw i throw fields in at four and i think the debate between herbert and burrow is probably pretty close but i'll put burrow at five and so then you're left with probably four guys that you're fighting for for that top seven spot in Lamar, Kyler, Herbert, and Gino. Um, and right now I'm going to take Herbert over Lamar because Lamar has been injured, right? Lamar hasn't played great these last couple of weeks. We don't know when he's going to be back. So I'm going I'm to put Herbert over him. Right now I would rather have Kyler who's had three top eight finishes um, since uh, DeAndre Hopkins has returned. Um, and he hasn't even played week 14 yet. Um, it's three out of four. Uh, weeks that he's had that so the question kind of lies for top seven is it Gino or Herbert Herbert has more pass attempts he has more yards he has less interceptions than Gino Gino has a little bit more rushing yards but the difference has been touchdowns between the two of them Gino's got four more and an extra rushing touchdown but you give Herbert Mike Will and Keenan Allen back the touchdowns are going to start coming and you give him Tennessee Indy and the Rams to finish out the season I feel really good about Justin Herbert going forward so I'm going to take him over Gino so I definitely think he's a top seven quarterback for sure and borderline top five the rest of the season. Why was Herbert versus Tua even a debate? That, that's a, such a that good was, question. That was put to rest last year as an NFL quarterback, as an NFL yeah. quarterback. just That I, was put I, to rest last year. We didn't need to dig this up just because Tua's playing in Mike McDaniel's system. Yeah. I like That's not to call Tua a system quarterback, but I'm sorry. Mike McDaniel made Jimmy G look look pretty dang good last year. Yeah. He's making Tua look pretty good this year. And like Tua, I do believe Tua can be a talented NFL quarterback, not mm-hmm. reliant on a system. I do believe that. Yeah. But NFL wise, really? Yeah. 
I'm seeing all this. Oh, we can put the debate to rest now. There was, there was a debate because Justin yeah. Herbert was playing without his top two weapons, and Tua Tagovailoa was playing with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle in one of the most quarterback friendly systems in the NFL. There was a debate. Yeah. It does. It doesn't make sense. Like Tua just physically can't do what Herbert can do. No. And no. it's it's not close either. And who has the better weapons? Is Tua by a mile? Like, if you're going to ask, would you rather Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle or Keenan Allen and Mike Williams? We're both I'm going to take, take Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle 10 out of 10 times. If you would ask me what coach I'd rather have calling plays, Mike McDaniel or Brandon Staley? Oh, Lord. I'm going to take the guy who doesn't seem like he might get fired at the end of the year, right? So I just don't think it's close supporting cast-wise. And so I, I just I don't understand the debate either. Tight end booms of the week. We got... 20 minutes here, and we got to get through all these tight ends and our bus of the week. Evan Ingram, holy smokes. Where did this come where, from? Where, he, <laughs> what? <laughs> 11 to 15 for 162 and 2. 39 fantasy points. It's just what? <laughs> David and Joku, 7 to 9 for 59 and a score. 18.7 fantasy points. Chica Conquo, 6 of 45 and a score, 18.5 fantasy points. Uh, we'll talk about him later. Dalton Schultz, 6 of 10 for 87, 14.7 fantasy points. Dawson Knox, well, when he finds the end zone, he's going to be a top 10 yep. tight end on the week, 14.1 fantasy points. Pat Fryermuth, 3 for 33 and a score, 12.3 fantasy points. Excuse me. Gosh, 3 for 33 and he was tight end 6 on the week. <laughs> Oh, that's gross. I hate breaking down boom tight ends because <laughs> I know once you get past like three, it's just gross. Austin Hooper, Chig, Chig and Austin Hooper were both tight end top 10 tight ends this week. Five for 68, 11.8. Yeah, that's crazy. Hawk, six for 77. This isn't right. That should got be 13.7 with... fantasy. Oh, he got, he hit got with hit... a fumble. Yep, right at the end. Yep, he got hit with the fumble right at the end. I forgot about that. Yep. This next guy stinks. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row, Travis Kelsey. What are you doing? I know. What's wrong? What's the matter? Four for 71. Yeah. 11.1. You're supposed to be this elite positional advantage. I know. What's wrong? The crazy thing is he's I mean, still really fourth in yards. He's fourth in yards on the week. It's just like... And but it is weird though. Mahomes has had six touchdowns the last two weeks, and Kelsey's just you know, eh, weeks two twice in a row. So, I mean, I, you got to assume teams are starting to finally figure out. Hey, he's the best player on the field besides Patrick Mahomes. Maybe we what should if we like, box him. <laughs> I know. So, but yeah, I would not be worried about. You're not worried. Obviously, no. you're not worried about Kelsey. You have no other option but to start him, and he's going to yeah. reward you either this next week or the week after. So you'll be fine. <laughs> Tyler Conklin wraps out the top ten with. An abysmal 7.8 fantasy points. Let's move on. We're not breaking down a 7.8 fantasy points scoring tight end. That's top 10. uh, It makes me sick. Bus of the week from week 14. All right, here we go. Travis Etienne. His last four games have been four finishes outside of the top 25 running backs, and three of them have been outside of the top 40. Did the fantasy community jump the gun on Travis Etienne too soon? Yeah, I he, we most definitely did. You look at his last four games. We'll take out the Baltimore game where he got hurt. He's been 41 of 131 over those th- um, three games, which means he's averaging 3.1 yards per carry. This is supposed to be an ultra efficient guy. And those three running te- or three teams were bottom half of the league against giving up rushing yards to opponents. They were all giving up 4.7 yards per carry. And Etienne's sitting at 3.1. His three biggest games, we got to give him props for dominating the Broncos. Broncos are a great run defense. We got to give him the prop, props for that. But the other two are against the Raiders and Giants. They're both bottom seven against fantasy running backs on the season, dominating bad, you know, just bad competition. And there's receiving work we were all, all hoping for. Oh, once he gets to start, he's going to see so much receiving work. He's averaging less than two receptions a game. And since he took over the backfield, he has yet to have over 30 receiving yards in a game. 
So you're going to tell me a guy without that has only four touchdowns, which was in that three game stretch, a guy who has limited receiving work and hasn't been very great against average defenses as of late is going to be some league winner when he gets faced Dallas and the Jets in the season. And even if he gets Houston in the championship, this guy is not a league winner. Like we completely jumped the gun. People sold like half the roster for this guy and he just has not been worth it. He was one of the biggest buy low candidates. Yeah. After his first two poor games after mm-hmm. coming off that three game stretch, he was one of the biggest buy low candidates and yes, he, he's absolutely crushing you now. He's absolutely crushing you. 3.2 fantasy points on the week. Seven, 17 for 32. Yeah. Can't even average two yards carry. In a game that they were ahead. I Tennessee Titans, I get it. They're a really good run team. You can't average two yards a carry. Yep. Yeah, we jumped the gun way too early on Travis Etienne. Yeah. And I mean, the Titans are giving up four and a half yards per carry to running backs on the season. So, like, they have a good run defense. But it's not like you can't run on them, right? They're not the 49ers. You can run on the Titans. Saquon Barkley. I mean, they just got walloped in this game. Nine rushing attempts, 28 yards, two receptions for 20 yards. I mean, you know, in a game in which they're down, I would like to see Saquon Barkley get more involved in the passing game. I would like to see – I'm not asking for Saquon or for uh, Austin Eckler level receiving work, but I am asking for more than two targets in a game in which you're down by – 24 plus. I don't I, sense. Brian Dable said at the beginning of the year they want to get Saquon more involved in the passing attack. That's not really happening. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift. We call we all called for a big week. We did. Six attempts for 21 yards, three for 18 in the receiving game, 6.9. Nice fantasy points for DeAndre Swift on the week. They, just just disappointing. No. They just didn't need him. I mean, when you can throw it 10 yards down the field every single time and it's a reception, why would you ever give it to your running back? Nicholas Chubb. I can't even use his full government name. Nick Chubb. Eight fantasy points. Running back 33 on the week. He 14 for 34. What, what did Deshaun Watson do with Nick Chubb? You know, What's back happened? Back bus games. Caught three passes for 20 yards, but like, where's Nick Chubb and what have you done with him? 14 yeah. for 34? That's not who Nick Chubb is. Yeah. Nick Chubb should be 14 for 60. 14 for 14 for 75. That should be Nick Chubb. Yeah. Honorable mentions here, Dalvin Cook. He's still the running back 24 on the week, but disappointing 8.6 fantasy points. Jamal Williams. We talked about DeAndre Swift already, but 3.7 fantasy points for Jamal. He was in running back. 41 on the week. Yep. Wide receiver bus of the week. Jalen Waddle. All right, maybe, maybe prize picks and, and underdog were, were onto something here. 31 receiving yards on the week. Only four targets. 5.1 fantasy points. Wide receiver 63 on the week. Yeah. It's but I mean we'll get to two later, but when your quarterback only completes 10 passes on the game. It's a little harder to uh, rack up. To yards. score fantasy points. <laughs> yes. CD Lamb, five of six for 33, 8.3 fantasy points, a wide receiver 48. I mean, he was playing the Texans. I wasn't expecting anything big from him to begin with. Yeah. But you, you, Dak missed him. There was mm-hmm. a few times where CD was open downfield, and, and Dak just did not yeah. push the ball downfield to CD Lamb. No, and I, I don't think they're ga- they didn't come in with a game plan to push the ball down the field, right? They just no. thought they were going to steamroll this team and just run the whole time. And so, I think they kind of had to, you know, adapt on the fly. He still had five catches, but like you said, I mean, thirty-three yards is you're just yeah. Mike Evans, nine targets. He's still getting the volume. Four receptions though, forty-four yards. There is something wrong with him and Tom Brady. Yeah. There, there, there's something there. There is a big disconnect here. Hmm. I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, when Tom Brady throws the ball, what f- fifty plus times? Darn near yeah. sixty times. I was fifty-five when I last looked. Yeah. And Mike Evans only catches four of those. Yeah. Not even catching ten percent of Brady's passes. Yeah, it was gross. I mean, they had he had a he had a long touchdown call back and a holding penalty. He did. That which, is. Just- which sucked. And then Brady missed him wide open in the end zone. I'm mean, Brady gave him an awful throw, but 
that just goes back to your point of they they have not been connecting for like the past six weeks. I mean, he's been seven plus targets each of those weeks, and he just I think he's had one or two games where that's been decent. It's because he got a touchdown. But Brady just do, they just look like they're just out of sync completely. Yeah, like the other one just doesn't know what's going on. It's yeah, it's it's ugly in Tampa right now. Amari Cooper. Uh, he's been a home game merchant the entire year. And now Deshaun Watson's back. Seven yeah. targets, only two catches for 42 yards. Yeah. Um, yeah, Deshaun Watson is not looking like the Deshaun Watson of old. No. And to be fair to Cincy, since he's been playing, they've been oh, on they fire. Have. Yes, that's they not to discredit Cincy. Yes. But like you said, I mean, Deshaun Watson legitimately looked like the first time he picked up a football was last week. Like in two years, like he just has not been able to hit anybody. I mean, Donovan Peoples Jones had a decent game, but yeah, you're expecting a lot more from Amari Cooper. Honorable mentions here, Devonte Adams. We talked about him uh, in our Thursday night recap on our Stardom Saturday episode. Ten point one mm-hmm. fantasy points, the wide receiver thirty eight on the week. Christian Kirk again. Zay Jones stole the spotlight. Still scored nine and a half fantasy points, but. Uh, expecting a lot more from Christian Kirk uh, against this Tennessee Titans defense this past week. Yep. Quarterback boss of the week, Tyler start of the week, unfortunately, Tom Brady. I mean, this is just incredible. When you throw 55 passes, you played 34 of them, you only get 253 out of that. Yeah. And you only get gross. one touchdown. You get two picks on top of it. The process was right. The, pro- <laughs> the process was right. The results were not. <laughs> Quarterback 18 on the week with 12.1 fantasy points. To attack of Iloa, I mean, when you, again, you said it, Cameron, can't even complete 50% of his passes. Only throws for 145 and one TD. That's tough on your wide receivers. I mean, I, yeah, we didn't even talk about Tyreek Hill today. He didn't even make the top 10 this week. No. Added three rushing attempts for 28 yards, 12.6 fantasy points on the week. This was, this should have been, this should have been a statement game for Tua. And, yep. The Chargers made sure that did not happen. Yeah. Yeah, it was gross. Going back to Brady real quick. Yeah, yeah. There, there are only two quarterbacks who have a less yards per attempt than Brady on the season. Kyler Murray and Kenny Pickett. Like, oh. Brady, Brady, they just, he's not airing the ball at all. And when he does, they, he is not connecting. It's just, I mean, 6.2 yards per attempt. We're talking about, like, Mahomes and Hurts are at 8.1. Burroughs at 7.8. Trevor Lawrence is at seven yards per attempt. Like Brady's just so far below like that league average right now. It's just crazy. I wonder how much he actually put behind his stake of I'd rather be on the football field playing and losing than to go out and not play on top. Yep. I wonder how much stake goes into that because if I'm Brady, man, after this year, I. Yeah, it'd be hard to come back. Honorable mention Dak Prescott again, this this Dallas team. Frankly, I thought Dak was going to have a worse week than this. Yeah, that's true. I thought he'd be um, out in quarter two. I, yeah, right. I, yeah, I figured that he wouldn't play the fourth quarter. Um, fifteen point six fantasy points. The quarter fifteen point seven. Excuse me. The quarterback fifteen on the week. Tight end bus. Mark Andrews. Oh brother. Three point seven fantasy points. A tight end twenty one. Caught two of his six targets. For only seventeen yards. Oh brother, what do we do with Mark Andrews going forward? Like, uh, like is this panic button worthy going into the fantasy playoffs? I mean, if he wasn't a tight end, then yes. But you know, it does doesn't really matter if he scores four points. He's like, you're not going to bench him for another tight end. Um, but yeah, he he is. You know, beginning of the year, he was feeling like, oh, maybe he's Kelsey tier, and now he's kind of feeling like George Kittle has. So, you know, it's just I don't have huge expectations for Mark Andrews anymore. Hopefully Lamar can get healthy um, because this next week, if Huntley's out and Lamar are both out, I mean, they could be, I don't even know who their third string quarterback is. So I mean, you got to hope that they can figure it out. But yeah, it's, it's been a rough couple of weeks for Mark Andrews. George Kittle. He's a tight end 15 on the week with 6.8 fantasy points. I mean, he's in this category quite a bit. I'm mm-hmm. not, I mean, with Debo out, I mean, I, I gained a little bit more confidence in George Kittle with no Debo. Yeah. Um, not a lot more though. Tyler Higby, 3.1 10 and 26 on the week. And Foster Moreau, after having a few up weeks, goose egg. Big old donut this week. He was skunked. Yeah. Jeez. Kittle. Tight end 13 on the season in targets. 
behind Kelsey Andrews, Hawkinson, Fryermuth, Higby, Evan Ingram, Gerald Everett, Tyler Conklin, Zach Ertz, Hayden Hurst, Dalton Schultz, and Njoku. I'll have more targets than Kittle. That is an ugly spot to be in for a guy you drafted top four rounds. Yeah, I think the only tight end you can draft in the first four rounds from here on out is Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and you just released that TikTok like next year. It's going to be really hard not to take him top six. I mean, the, the positional advantages. So the difference between him and tight end two is the same as wide receiver one and wide receiver 17. Like that, that's crazy to think about just how much of an advantage Kelsey is going to be next year. Travis Kelsey single-handedly carried teams to the playoffs this year. Can I state that? Oh, like I, I took, 100%. I took him and Alvin Kamara back to back. I had a 10th pick in a 12 man draft. I took Alvin Kamara and, and Travis Kelsey with my first two picks, my wide receivers, Michael Pittman. Uh, I lost Mike Williams. I lost Hollywood Brown. I ended up getting Terry McLaurin in a trade. Who's my other wide receiver that I had? <clears throat> I had somebody else. I don't remember who it is now off the top of my head. Um, I drafted AJ Dillon as my running back too. I thankfully was saved by Ramondre Stevenson. Yes, sir. I ended up making a trade to get DeAndre Swift on my team. <laughs> so I, I like, and, and I made a trade for Dak. So Dak was my starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. But like, my team has been pretty underwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> for most of this year, Travis Kelsey has carried me to the second best record in the league. Yeah. I he's carrying team to playoffs because. Everybody wants Travis Kelsey in that league. I go, you, you do realize Travis Kelsey is the only reason I'm, I'm second place in the league right now, right? Sorry, yeah. I'm not trading him when I have the only positional advantage over all of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Booms and busts of the week. Let's wrap it out. Little rapid fire, waiver wire. Waivers due on tonight. It's not an exciting list this week. I'm just going to read through it. It doesn't seem like there's too many... It doesn't seem like we're stumbling upon an Amon Ra or Rashad Penny kind of player no. right now. And and I don't know if we will. We talked about Christian Watson. I've talked about, I guess we have talked about Christian Watson potentially being that guy this year. And he just came on and on the scene in week 10 instead of week 12. We'll see how, how Christian Watson closes out the season. He gets Minnesota one of those weeks. Um, I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. he'll probably finish out pretty strong. Yep. We talked about a lot of these guys in, in, in the episode already, though. Chuba Hubbard, um, I think you have to after 14 touches, 76 yep. rushing yards and a score. Uh, to see him splitting work with Deonta Foreman, I think you got to add Chuba. Granted, plus matchup with Seattle. But mm-hmm. even coming up, he's still got a couple plus matchups as well. I'd be I'd be fine at, fine adding Chuba Hubbard. Yep. DJ Chark, big week, top 10 wide receiver on the week. Um, I think he's, he's worth an add with how high-powered this Detroit offense is. Ben Skoranek, uh, I don't think he he's a bad ad. Uh, what was he on the week? He had a nice little week against the Raiders, did he not? He was a wide receiver one for them on the week. Yeah, he was. Um, I think he had 16 fantasy points. Let me look at it real quick. I was going to say, I uh, thought it was 18, but he would have been top 10 if he was 18. Um, it was Ben Skoranek. Oh, actually, he was, yeah, just under 16. Seven, seven catches, eight targets, 89 yards. And this is what I expected from Ben Skoranek. You're playing with Baker Mayfield, who does like the slot wide receiver. Uh, yep. We've seen that. We've seen that with Jarvis Landry. Um, I think Ben Skoranek's a decent little ad this week if you want a depth piece. And then uh, Chika Conquo, if you don't have him rostered in in the desolate wasteland of tight ends, I think he's he's a player absolutely worth adding this week because uh, mm-hmm. now back to back finishes inside of the top three. He was a tight end yep. one over, not no not one overall, but back to back weeks inside of the top five tight ends. Yep. Yeah, I would agree. Um, last guy, we mentioned him earlier. Um, you, you had said he's rostered in 6% of the league. Oh, yes. Zay Jones is on your waiver wire. You have to add him. Yes. Um, at yeah, this he... point, he's certified wide receiver two. Evan Ingram is not going to do that every week. Um, but Zay Jones could put up that every week, if even with Christian Watson having a great week. So maybe not the same extent, but, you know, gives gets you a serviceable flex. Um, so, yeah, he, he is definitely someone that you should be looking at if he is on your waivers. Anything else you want to add before we close out? Um, no, I, I don't think so. But this is the time where you need to be watching your waivers. I mean, maybe someone's got a guy who's been banged up. They drop him. You know, maybe J.K. Dobbins was on your waivers for some reason. You should be picking him up. Guys like that, you know, that yep. maybe they're not projecting anything this next week because they're hurt. Like someone drops Lamar, pick up Lamar, you know. So 
you just need to be really combing through those waivers right now because this is the time where it really matters. 100% agree. Make sure you follow us on the socials for all sorts of fantasy football content every single day. FFL is on Twitter. The FFL is on Instagram. Fantasy football fellas on TikTok and YouTube. Mm. Got lots of great TikTok content coming out. We got lots of great YouTube content coming out. So make sure uh, you are dropping us a follow subscription on the YouTube, turn on those notifications. Same with the podcast. If you want to join the community full league winners, unsolicited fantasy football advice. Your question is almost always answered by either us or somebody in the community. Mm-hmm. We got lots of great content, lots of can I say exciting news coming out yes. over there? Oh, yeah. Um, on, on all of our platforms. So you should be following all of our socials. Uh, lots of exciting stuff coming out. You can join our chalkboard mm-hmm. down down in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. I can't wait to make that announcement. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> It's going to be fun. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas podcast. Two of the three Stooges being dudes, the Fantasy Football Fellas. We will see you all midweek to break down everything week 15, the week one of the fantasy playoffs when it matters the most. We will see you all then. Deuces. Deuces.